The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Episode 277 is Huga the New Frugal. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about Huga. 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 Say it with us. Huga. This is a episode that you requested, and we are happy to oblige mm-hmm. on that. This sounds like an amazing concept that in Florida, it's not uh, fully a thing. It's not as necessary, but we can still embrace it in many ways. And again, our listeners tune in from all over the world, really, (laughs) and definitely all over the U.S. So, oh, it's such a lovely concept put into practice is a great lifestyle. And as with many amazing things, pairs beautifully with frugality. And we're going to talk more about that. Absolutely. But first, this episode is brought to you by blankets. Do you love blankets, but your partner keeps stealing them from you at night? Do you love blankets so much you are stealing them at night? Do you walk around wrapped in a blanket that's clearly inconvenient compared to a sweatshirt, but you don't care because you are a blanket lover? If you're a blanket believer, then you're going to love the Savings Connect account at CIT. CIT is currently offering a 3.6% APY savings account that covers your emergency and sinking funds against some of the crazy inflation right now. And there are no hoops or armholes to jump through like a sweatshirt. A minimum deposit of $100 is all you need. So if your savings account is sounding like a bedsheet right now, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CIT to get what we think is the best and coziest high-yield savings account out there. Ooh, no hoops to jump through like that Mm -hmm. neck hole or arm holes of a sweatshirt. (laughs) I do have shawls that I don't need anymore in Florida, but I love them in the North because it's essentially like wearing a blanket, only Mm -hmm. sold and advertised as clothing because it just has like one slit down the middle to be worn like a shawl, but it's a blanket. But like when you need to do anything with your arms, it's like... Where does the where does the front part go? <laughs> it just dangles. Where, where do you put it? It just dangles. I can't but believe... you don't need to do anything. When it's super cold out, you just wrap yourself in a blanket or shawl and like you wait you for it to cross pass. your arms underneath your shawl. <laughs> yes. And that's how you live in the winter. I can't believe I mean Crocs came back around. I'm waiting for Snuggies to come back around cuz mm. I have a Snuggie and it is convenient. And I just 
I just like the function and the form. I think it's beautiful <laughs> and practical. Yeah. Anyways. And this is right on topic, truly, with Huga. I mean, yes. it's more than just blankets and shawls, but, you know, we're getting there. We're circling. We are. We are getting into there. So if you are like on par with this conversation and you are excited for this episode, we do have a few episodes that you could queue up after that will just feel like a cozy embodiment of our podcast all around you. We got episode 237, which is Kakibo, the Japanese art of mindful budgeting. I feel like we've mentioned that episode quite a bit lately. We're so proud of it. I love it. And then episode 69, create a fulfilling minimalist lifestyle. I definitely do love the, there's a, I feel like there's a little bit of maybe a congruence with minimalism. It's definitely, Huga is definitely not minimalistic, but it is simple. And I think you could make it your own version of minimalist. So those are a couple good ones to queue up after. But let's talk about hugality and frugality. Huga <laughs> and fruga. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. This first article Thank comes you. from Agape Investing and it's titled Huga, How the Danish Art of Cozy Aligns with Financial Independence. So we are going to kind of use the terms and ideas of financial independence somewhat interchangeably with frugality. They're not always all the same, but certainly this is talking about the ways in which practicing this kind of art of cozy can really align and is quite congruent and can help in financial goals, financial independence, a frugal lifestyle. It all kind of blends quite well together. And so for those who aren't familiar, <laughs> we've said the word huga many times because it's just fun to say. And assuming you're familiar <laughs> with this idea, but if you're not, it is a Danish word. It does not look like you'd pronounce it huga, which I think is probably why we keep saying it over and over. The first time that I saw this word, I was like, haig? Heige? Heige? That's what I thought. Okay. Heige? But it's not. It's huga, and it is the quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. So in general, just kind of this idea of at peace inside oneself, this coziness. It's kind of a way of life, a lifestyle. Certainly, there's some very tangible things that we'll talk about and that these articles talk about that can bring about a sense of huga. But it seems to be, from what I'm reading, what I've learned, what we've chatted about, even on some other different episodes, is that it runs a whole lot deeper than that, that it's almost this mentality mindset shift. Certainly in the winter, this concept becomes a lot stronger. It's one of the mindset shifts that I have seen, at least for a lot of folks in the North who experience a very typical kind of cold winter, wanting to not approach it like, oh, let me just wrap myself in a blanket and wait this one out. As much as I like to joke about that, <laughs> it's not the best attitude to have. And so how can I embrace really every season and the beauty of every season and engage in it in a way that is life-giving, joyous, breeds contentment. And, and I think we love to talk about this particularly in the winter because we like to associate cozy feelings with the winter time. Cold doesn't always breed cozy. So how can we breed cozy in the way that we're choosing to go about life? So that's a little bit of a precursor, definition, idea of what huga is. What do you think, Jen? I like it in that it embrace, it really emphasizes embracing the season. And that's something we try to get across is really recognizing the season that you're in and not fighting against it. So if it is cold outside, to not try to force, you know, a vacation to somewhere where it is blizzarding. You know, that's a very, that can be a very big letdown when you get to the airport and find out all of travel has ceased to said location. You know, sometimes those things are unavoidable, but like really embracing the season 
and what the season calls for and and making the most of it. And I think we can it's huga doesn't have to just be like a cozy thing like cold cozy but it can really be a embracing of any season and trying to recognize okay my children are young and i'm in this season so how can i make the most of this for this several months they're in school for this several months they're out of school for the two weeks you know, before Christmas, like just recognizing seasons in our life and trying to live into the best that they have to offer. So that's kind of what this concept has inspired in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they go into characteristics of Huga that align with financial independence. There's just four of them. So let's go through all of them. Yes. So the first one is attempting to spend less money, which is something that we are clearly all about. (laughs) Not attempting to spend no money, attempting to spend less money. So the author says, Huga is about enjoying the simple things in life. So instead of paying for expensive forms of entertainment, Huga seeks to take advantage of the things we already have. No need to go over the top to have a fun evening. Why not just invite a few friends over for a potluck? So that's what this says. And that's super, super important. Like it's it's about enjoying the simple things in life most of the time. And sometimes it's awesome to spend like spend willy-nilly, spend extravagantly to have good times, to have those expensive forms of entertainment. But the more you do that and the more you rely on it, the less fun they actually are. They beca- You take them for granted. They become just ways of life. But if we are looking to really embrace the simple things, embrace what we have uh, and enjoy this contentment and gratitude then not only do we spend less just as a result, in the times where we do spend money for a vacation or a party or a dinner, we enjoy it more, we feel more free to spend and less guilt in spending, and we actually have more to spend. So there's just so many benefits of doing a predominant focus on the simple things in life. Yeah, I think huga and frugality are pointing towards contentment. And where there is contentment, there's not as much of a need to spend. A lot of times our spending can come from a place of discontentment or our revulsion to getting on a budget or trying to stick to a spending plan can be that it feels yeah, it's super restrictive and and I don't want that. And we're focusing on maybe the negative things about what we think it's breeding rather than looking at what could this season hold for me and what ways could I lean into the beauty of what this is creating for me, some of the deeper reasons for embracing this. Like, again, this was so much my experience in the North. And I did, I just left it. I did just escape it. So take this with a grain of salt. But my mentality so often was just, I cannot stand the cold. I, I, I got unreasonably angry just at being cold. And I'm not, I'm like using myself as like a bad example, like Bernstein bears what not to do. Like, what if I would have embraced the good parts of that season? What if I would have focused a little bit more on, like number two says, this is my segue, a focus on relationships? What if I would have been more intentional about spending time with people? Yes, you can't be outside. You can't necessarily do all of the fun things when it's below freezing. But what if we would have been able to have fires together or do chilly nights once a week or something? Something. Sometimes I tried that. 
I think this is the idea with with huga and frugality of focusing on the things that matter. And some of that is identifying what are my values, what is important to me, and pursuing that. And usually for many of us, it is going to be relationships. And we all don't need to be extroverts for that to be true for us. It can be our very closest friend or friends, our spouse, our children, our family. And could there be ways to spend time with people? And usually when we're doing that, we're not spending as much money either. It can help us on some of these financial goals. It can help reinstill some of those deeper whys for maybe some of the sacrifices that we might be making financially for a greater long-term goal. Yeah, there is never a convenient time to connect with people. Like there's never a time where you're just going to be like, oh, this is a great time to prioritize my relationships. And that's why so many people in their 30s and 40s have really great friend groups uh, because they recognize that time. That time does not exist and it becomes harder to maintain relationships the older we get. That is the norm. But I love how this emphasizes taking the season where not a ton is going on. Uh, There's, you know, we just got off of the holiday busyness where everything was going on. Soon it will be spring and a ton of things will go on. But for the most part in the winter, there's not as much going on. And And that is definitely locational. Like in Florida, there is a lot of There's way more going on outside this time of year than there is in the summer. But still, I I think there's definitely still more going on in the summer mm-hmm. than there there is right now. The so shorter taking days. Taking advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking advantage of the nights that start earlier and the fewer events to really invest in relationships. This is the time. And this is what you're going to wish you had spent your time on looking back versus trying to spend money on something by yourself. I think that's when we get when we're alone, it's easy for us to, you know, browse Amazon or go to TJ Maxx and yada, yada. But we don't, you know, pick up our phone as much uh, when we are with people. So Mm consider that. Yes. The next uh, on the list is being mindful. So Huga is all about slowing down and taking time to relax. Obviously, that definitely breeds uh, more time for relationships and more saving money. And I love how he says, It's about savoring the moment and enjoying the simple pleasures in life. That's the reoccurring theme, I think, with this. And They say financial independence is also a mindful way of life. It requires you to, he says, question your spending. But honestly, I think it it requires you to just be aware of your spending and to be aware of, I don't know, this might be like too overdramatic, but like the trajectory of your life. Uh, So looking back and being like, what have the last several winters held? How did I use them? And and what did they look like? And am I okay with that? Am I happy with that? Is that a pattern I want to continue? What would I like to change about it? And I think that's really what being the Huga being mindful philosophy is 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 just being not having rigid rules for what you have to do is you know I have to get a blanket I have to get a candle I have to sit in front of a fireplace I don't have a fireplace I have to go get a fireplace I don't think it's that I think it's it's being mindful of did I like the way my last winter looked yes all right what did it include that I liked how can I recreate it how can I emphasize it if I didn't like it what didn't I like what can I say no to this year? And what can I add to replace it with that I like more? 
which is very similar to what we can do with our finances as we look back and review our spending. How did my spending go in the last three months? Do I like that? Does that feel aligned with my values? What do I want to keep? What do I want to change? Again, there's a lot of alignment here. And I think wherever we can have some level of control, autonomy, influence over the ways in which we engage in the season. Let's do it. I I think I've mentioned this on on the podcast where we were like, oh, let's have an episode about Huga. It really became apparent to me that our lives are not set up around agriculture. And so we can't or we're we're not as accustomed to really slowing down in the winter as much as we would if we were really dependent on the land. When the summers were go fast and furious, make the most of the daylight, but then truly rest in the winter. So much of our lives demand the same thing every day, 365 days of the year. And we've completely left the concept of leaning into the different seasons and what they might be making room for. And I'm not saying, oh, let's all just like leave our nine to fives and go (laughs) work the land. But (laughs) what do we have control over, control and influence over? Are there ways in which we might be able to let off the gas pedal a bit on our schedules in the winter? Are there ways in which we can be engaging in some celebratory new life things in the spring? Are there ways in which we can embrace some of the busyness of the summer and go in that kind of rhythm rather than fast, furious all the time, doesn't matter what season it is? That, I think, is what can breed some of that discontentment, the exhaustion. the <laughs> And it's why Huga is so appealing. Mm-hmm. And so with all of that said, the fourth thing on this list is that Huga really encourages just being casual. And I think, too, the way that this aligns with frugality, the pursuit of spending less money, spending time with friends, contentment. Of course, it's in some ways the antithesis or at least not super aligned with the need for high-end items, super luxury brands, expensive just for the sake of being expensive. It can kind of create this more casual attitude and approach to life, this kind of comfort, coziness in relationships and lifestyle and outlook. And that kind of casual attitude can carry over into a benefit for our finances as well. Again, contentment and and all of those things. We just aren't don't have a need to put on this front of keeping up with the Joneses or having all of the nicest, most luxury things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you cannot have any nice luxury things. If there is something that you really enjoy having that is designer, that is more premium, that is aligned with what you value most, then that is awesome. That is cozy. But there is no requirement or pressure to have premium luxury everything. There's there's no pressure. And and for me, that's a little bit of being casual is that the pressure to be something you are not is taken away and you have full permission to be you. However, whatever degree of luxury that is, maybe it's very luxurious. Maybe you are, maybe you are just like a a bougie person and you love luxury and that is you. And we are here for that. (laughs) And you be you and you have the permission to be the casual that you define as casual. Oh, thank you, Jen. Yes, because I know you're bougie, Jill. <laughs> not not in like all of the ways, but yes, in some very specific <laughs> yes. ways. Yes, I'm learning that and I'm going to embrace it. Thanks for the permission. You are premium. You are premium. <laughs> uh, so the last one on this list is feeling safe, secure, and unstressed. So that's, I feel, a Sounds really perfect segue. And the author says, in order to achieve Huga, one must feel safe, secure, and unstressed by life's demands. And we're always saying that frugality is being a good steward of 
your resources. And that's obviously money, but also time and schedule and physical space and mental energy. And that's really what this is saying. Steward your mental energy well. Steward your schedule well so that you feel unstressed by life's demands. Uh, Steward your time and your physical space, your presence, so that you feel safe and secure. And you are never going to get it perfect. Like there is no perfect season where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, I just felt safe, secure, and unstressed all season. That is never the goal. The goal is to make decisions with this in mind. And if you can make your decisions based on do I, does this make me feel more stressed? Does this give me anxiety? Then I'm going to, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to say no. And uh, I'm going to choose Huga. I'm going to choose Cozy. Well, and that's a tricky thing of this whole conversation too, is that we are coming to a point of putting pressure on ourselves to be able to rest well, to self-care well. I'm starting to see more and more (laughs) reels kind of identifying this, like the pressure to be a good mom, take care of the house, make some meals, like do crush your job. And take care of your mental health and exercise. And like all those things are really lovely things. But it's like, it's almost this additional to-do piece of, and and are you resting? And are you getting enough sleep? And it's mm-hmm. like this added pressure. And, and I think that's where we're saying, yeah, you're not going to do it all well. And there is a reality. I love that this article points this out. They describe that effort does need to be made to attain this lifestyle or even feelings of huga. similarly with reaching financial goals or even financial independence, whatever that definition is to you, that none of these things are going to be possible without some preparation or effort. There is a reality to there being some degree of labor effort, preparation, intentionality for rest, for this mentality of coziness and contentment, for financial goals. And I think it's important that we recognize that because sometimes we think like, I should just be this all the time. I should just be relaxed and unstressed all the time. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that the article is pointing out, it. no, it's not done perfectly. It's not happening all of the time. Sometimes there's effort that comes before this experience. If you're having friends over and you're doing a potluck, there still is going to be the reality of prepping the food and making space for them to sit and thinking mm-hmm. about communicating with everyone and 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 accomplishing all of your other tasks that you have space to be able to fully focus on the people right in front of you. So there is there is no perfect magical thing where this all comes together, but I can appreciate this. There is a mentality though that we can be aimed at and making efforts towards and then getting rid of the fluff, all the other stuff mm-hmm. that can unnecessarily stress us, overwhelm us. And I think some of this mentality is going to help to be able to identify that. What's the fluff? How can we get rid of it? Yeah. I hate those reels and TikToks that tell me what self-care is. And I'm like, no. And they're like, self-care is like not a bubble bath in wine. And I was like, don't you yuck my yum. Like, I love wine. I don't know if that's the right phrase to use I here. Love I don't it. know. It came out I, of I, nowhere. It's whatever makes me feel good. Like whatever <laughs> to an extent helps me dissociate from reality. <laughs> uh, but B also helps me process it <laughs> so that I can re-enter reality with more better perspective. More better. Yeah. So yeah. we all yeah. define what our self-care is, but it doesn't have to be this stressful additional task. Absolutely. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. 
If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. So let's talk about frugal ways to bring huga into your home. Because sometimes when we talk about these cool concepts like minimalism or sustainability, we're like, oh, they're so expensive to maintain or start. Uh, But that's not the reality. Like, yes, on Instagram, the beautiful curated posts and articles and, you know, magazine layouts, those are obviously expensive to recreate. But in reality, these are concepts. These are not products. So there's always going to be a frugal way to incorporate them. And that's what we're going to talk about in this next article. Yes. So this one comes from the lady prefers to save. And the two is a number two, just to keep it spicy. It's nine frugal (laughs) ways to bring Huga into your home. We're not going to go through all nine. Jen and I are just picking our favorite three. But one thing I will say before we jump into our fave three is I appreciate that all of these tips are not, most of them really aren't like super tangible. It's not do this and save money and experience Huga. It is, again, more attached to the deeper meaning of Huga and some of the things that we've Mm -hmm. identified with frugality and some of the mindsets and ways that we can be approaching life and perspective. So they don't seem like maybe tips off the bat because they're not like life hacks, but they are still where we usually begin is what are what's my thought patterns how am i engaging with life at this moment and what could be shifted and changed in this environment so that's my disclaimer about these pieces what did you think of the article jen yes no i felt the same way and i um i very much liked that it got to the core i love this quote from the author of the little book of huga the danish way to live well and it is live life today like there is no coffee tomorrow and i don't fully understand the quote or why it's so important to make it like a actual graphic out of but i do Maybe it's just like drink all the coffee today, like there will be no coffee tomorrow. And I guess so. That is the way I want to live. That is truly the life that I want to lead. So, <laughs> on that on that note, okay, um, I loved 
I just, I just want to start out with the very first one on here. Make your house a home. I absolutely have always agreed with this, even before I knew how to say huga, because the more your house feels like a home, even if you're an extrovert, you're going to want to spend more time there and you are, you're going to want to have people over. It's going to be easier to clean, so you're going to be able to have people over on shorter notice. There are so many benefits to making your house a home. And uh, the author of this article says, starting the path of Huga most often begins with a simplified interior design. And this is Danish, and we all know Swedish minimalism design, so they're very interconnected. But I think the Huga philosophy kind of isn't minimalist, but it is more on the simplified version. So still having all the things that make our lives full, make our lives efficient, but keeping the interior design simple and the number of things to clean or tidy or manage. So keeping fewer knickknacks and not changing out your extensive home decor scheme every season, uh, having boxes and boxes of decor. I just think of, did you know Disney has like multiple warehouses where they store their Christmas decorations? Just Christmas. Wow. Right? And so obviously we're not going to be on the same level as Disney, but like you store your decorations more time than you display them if you're one of those seasonal changers. So (laughs) it's just something to think about to when you make your house a home and not a storage facility, you really do get to enjoy it more and you pay for it every month. So why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for some people, they, they love that. That's what makes a house a home is having the various seasonal decor, but also keep track of how much stress it might bring to you too. You might think you're that person only to find out, oh, actually, I I mm-hmm. used to decorate crazy for Christmas. Like people would literally tell me, I don't know where to put my eyes. The It looks like like <laughs> Christmas blew up in here. And I took pride I in that. I don't know where to put my <laughs> that eyes. That was like an actual <laughs> quote from someone in my <laughs> tiny apartment. And I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> you have entered into oh, wow. the holiday season. I don't season. know this version of you, yeah, Jill. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I thought that that was me. And now... Now I'm at a place where my rule is that all my Christmas decor needs to fit in one plastic tub. And it does. Yep. Same. Yep. That is also my rule. Okay. So my next favorite thing on here is learn to linger. Part of that is because of alliteration. But also I think because it's a hard lesson for especially us U.S. citizens to learn. We're so accustomed to rushing, eating fast, on the go. We get our identity from being busy, just constantly busy. Mm -hmm. And so learning to linger, it not only values what's right in front of us, whether that's a person or a task at hand, it also gives ourselves some space to think and be in the moment. We all know that that cultivates mindfulness and intentionality, which will absolutely carry over into our finances and breed benefit. But when we can learn to linger, we can also enjoy what's happening more and find contentment in that moment and yeah, just not be so focused on what's next, what's next, what's next. And I'm saying this to myself too, because like any meal that I eat is down in five minutes. And I blame the public school system for that. I blame that you take like half a cup of food. There's like a half cup of food on your plate, Jill. (laughs) Like... That's no, that's what it is. I mean, okay, maybe sometimes like I don't need a ton of food, (laughs) but 
come with me to that burger place, El Cap. <laughs> Eric is like kind of grossed out to go with me <laughs> because I don't put the burger down. The burger is gone. I kid you not in two minutes. It's a good burger. It, there's I mean, a couple of reasons. It's yeah, it's super messy. I'm, so I don't want to have mean, to put kind it down. Of offended. Eric doesn't do the same thing. No, he's his mother's child and he takes oh. like hours to eat his food. Oh, bless but again, him. I blame the public school because we got like 23 minutes for lunch and that included like going to your locker, dropping off your books, getting to the cafeteria and back to your next class. So mm-hmm. I've just been trained in eat your food in five minutes. Yeah. I also need to hear need this reminder of learning to linger i am the person and i was writing about this this morning actually like because i value like achievement and and finishing things and completing things i complete something and then i'm already on to the next thing that i can achieve or accomplish without celebrating what I have just done, no matter like what the magnitude of it, whether it's big or small, I'm just always on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's not in my nature to linger or to celebrate. And that is, I mean, I I don't think that that's just reserved for people who have that core value, but it is this natural tendency for me. Lingering is foreign. And that is something I really need to pay more attention to in the seasons. Yeah. So my next favorite is to buy with purpose. Mm. I love this. The author says the Danes are nothing if not thrifty. And they are one of the happiest, if not the happiest, countries in the world. They always rank up there. According to a European study that was referenced in one of these articles, like, I don't know how long ago the study happened, but yeah, they were listed as the ha- or what that metric is. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> They're the happiest. Yeah. They're super happy. And it's not all because of their thriftiness, but they are still happy despite not like buying all of the things. Like they do not live this lifestyle or in this mindset where the next thing is going to make my life easier or better. They really strive to see better and improved outside of their purchases. Mm. So when they make a purchase, it has a certain purpose and not that purpose is not to bring happiness. So they say favoring the idea that it's better to save up for that favorite furnishing in lieu of buying something they don't really like just because it's cheap. I feel like that's a personal attack on the old me. (laughs) Yes. And uh, bring items into your home only if they are both beautiful and bring purpose and utility to you and your family's week. And I feel like we don't usually combine the two. We either bring, I I mean, for me, it's it's either beautiful or it's purposeful because if it were both, it would definitely be more expensive. But they're saying save up for these things instead of buying all the things mm, yes. that are maybe 50% of what you really want when you could have 100% of what you want. And that'll help in the minimalism too. I think sometimes when we can't yeah. get what we want, it can lead to that spending. Like, oh, I can't buy that, but mm-hmm. I still want to buy something. And and then it's not actually what we want. And then in the long run, we might end up spending more because we then had to replace that thing over and over because it never was what we truly had our sights on rather than being patient and saving for it. It's just a different mentality, a different approach to it. And definitely a hard one to get to when you're living on a very limited income because we very much, we underestimate what we're able to save for and sometimes feel guilty if we save for something that feel guilty in actually buying it Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you feel, oh my gosh, I've just saved this amount of money. I should be putting it towards something like good, not just this like Mm. robot vacuum. 
And so it is a a tough mindset to get out of if you've lived in this paycheck to paycheck cycle. But I would just say, give yourself permission to save, A, save for good quality things, and then to buy them when you do. Because you will, in the long run, spend less than if you're in the $20 here, $20 there mentality. Because like, oh yeah, I can afford $20. I can't afford $200 or $400, but I can afford $20. Mm -hmm. And then you end up with all of this crap that in two years you don't use, want, or need. But if you'd spend, you know, maybe the $200 on the robot vacuum, maybe you love it still in two years. I don't know. Sounds like personal experience. (laughs) Yeah. All of this is. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm just going to pick one more on this list. I'll probably mention the third in, in, you know, the lightning round. But share. Ooh. And I'm just going to read this whole paragraph that they talk about Mm, with sharing. In a Huga home, experiences are shared. Guests bring food. Hosts allow help in the kitchen. The family entertains one another. Every thought, idea, and expression is equally validated. No one needs to internalize sentiments or tear others down to make their points known. Coziness is knowing your opinions, customs, beliefs, and traditions can be safely shared. Oh, there it is, folks and mm-hmm. friends and my frugal friends. How beautiful of a sentiment is this for both Huga and a frugal lifestyle and approach. And I will say that this is something I didn't know that it was aligned with Huga, but something I've embraced more and more in having my own home. I'm, I am becoming used to hosting. I didn't do that before because I didn't have a large space. And so I certainly in the beginning was one who thought I had to do everything. My guests need to just sit there and I need to act like I'm Mary Poppins just pulling things out of nowhere and it needs to look effortless and they need to like not see me when I'm working, but it all needs to get done. (laughs) And that doesn't work. (laughs) Spoiler alert. And I have now shifted over into this, allowing people to do things when they ask me, what what can I do? Yeah, you can strip your sheets. Yeah, you can help me peel the potatoes. Sure, you can water my plants. Like, And it does actually breed this greater sense of connectedness and bonding where I think my guests truly then do feel more at home when I invite them into some of the tasks of of being in my home, of me hosting. And it takes a greater weight and pressure off when it feels shared. And there's not this kind of truly, when we approach hosting in that way, it's an imbalance of power. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily going to make people feel at home. And and of course, I'm talking about guests that I have that stay overnight. But this is also when guests just come for dinner or they come for dessert, the ability to have these shared experiences and then to take that even further where it's talking about an ability for all opinions and belief systems and traditions to be valued equally. And to me, that also says age groups. You know, when we're hanging out with children, I think this huga idea comes into play of listening to what do the children in the household have to say and what do they want to share and placing value and dignity on their humanity and their experiences. And I think this is so true, especially within the personal finance space and within our kind of frugal community something we try and practice is not tearing others down or judging others for the ways in which they may choose to spend their money for the different values that we might each have. Like you've said, Jen, yeah, some of us might be a little bit more bougie and some of us might be a little bit more casual and there's space for all of that. So I think that ability to kind of share, here's my approach to frugality and yes, there's space for you. Oh, I love it. There's so much alignment here (laughs) between these different concepts. Absolutely. And then the last one I'm going to do just real quick is uh, is light candles. Yes. And this is because we all have candles that are just sitting around not getting lit. And the other day, Travis said, well, don't you want to like 
preserve that candle. You don't want to use it all up. And I was like, that's what I bought it for. It's a pumpkin candle and it's just not pumpkin season all year round. I'm going to use this candle up in this season. So if you have candles, use them. That's if so you great. have, everybody also has spa things that they got as gifts or just ended up with somehow, use them. Just use the stuff that you've been saving for a special occasion. It's it's the special occasion. Today mm, is the special that occasion. That is what Hookah is. It's the special, simple mm-hmm. occasion. Well, that's great, Jen, because that was going to be my third one, too. That is like the one very tangible tip I know, I on wanted this you actual list is lighting a candle. And it really does bring mm-hmm. about this sense of coziness. And it could save you a little on electricity. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Think about it. Um, or if you don't have a candle, you know, utilizing some of those white LED Christmas lights throughout the year. We love using just low lighting in our house. It just is cozy. It's still lighting. We can still see our way around. But when the day is done, we don't have task lighting on in our home. We light candles. We plug in the Christmas lights. We do the under cabinet lighting. Just the low lighting brings about coziness. And you know mm-hmm. what else brings coziness all year round? There is shared space here. No judgment. All are welcome. Yes. It's a warm blanket of love. The, the Bill of the Week. for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill, my frugal friends. I'm calling you from West Michigan, where it's quite chilly right now. I just listened to your winter episode and just wanted to say how much I really enjoyed that. Cozy truly speaks to the soul. My bill of the week is my grocery bill. It's my bill of the week because I really love spending money on food. I love food. I love eating food. And recently, I've been making a lot more meals and trying to meal prep, even doing some freezer meal prepping. So I'm just really excited. And when I heard you guys needed some more bills, I knew I had to call. Thank you. Love you both for all that you do. You guys are awesome. You're very motivational. And I love listening to you. Please keep with the food episodes. (laughs) Bye. Yay! Thank you from West Michigan. This is amazing and how timely. We did not plan this. So that winter episode. That winter episode you're talking about is also where we mentioned, ooh, we need to do a Huga episode because of what we chatted about there. And here we are. And here we are. And I love food too. So we are gonna keep those food episodes coming because Mm -hmm. we're not gonna stop eating. Yes. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I I'm so appreciative of you saying that because yes, food, we'll never get enough food episodes. We'll never stop doing them. I think our next one on the docket is is a replay and then we're going to maybe talk about systemizing like meal prep. So there will never be enough food. And there's a reason why bears eat and hibernate in the winter. Mm. Mm. You know, there's a it's it's just natural. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to do that. What's in our control? How do we lean into Mm -hmm. the seasons and what they might be demanding of us or giving room for and space for? And it is eating more and it's eating hearty meals. And it is definitely for bread and butter. (laughs) (laughs) This season in particular for me, I am definitely embracing bear status and uh, I am eating. I am napping. Mm. I am not shaving. I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> I am embracing it. And uh, if I'm you all it. out there also love food and you're just so stoked about your grocery bill, your that pr- helps you prepare freezer meals or you're experiencing bear status, bill bear status, or mm. anything else, you know the drill. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. We are here for it. Woo! 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. And now it's time for Lightning Round. I love how you just went in there, but we still do have a commercial break I between know. the building week and okay. the Lightning Round. Here we go. And, and now it's time for <laughs> the Lightning Round. The That's my bad. I just get so excited. I know. I know. Uh, So today in our vulnerability segment, we are going to talk about how do you currently make life more cozy? And Jill, you are for sure cozier than I am. Mm. So this feels like a life mission for me. Cozy is also (laughs) similar to the idea of making things feel special. So I kind of use that interchangeably with this concept of how can I create and breed fun and joy and life-giving cozy things. And that is, that's a daily effort every single day. And it is simple things. I think I have really leaned into the reality that it doesn't have to be that I wait for one week-long vacation a year to truly enjoy life. There are things every single day, very simple things, that can make life just feel so special. And, And some of that is ritualistic things. So coffee each morning is a ritual for me. It's not just this grab and go, gulp it down, run out the door, mostly because there is no running out the door. I work from home. So. We were just saying this morning, Jill never leaves her home. Yeah. I have to drop Kai off at daycare every morning, so I leave my home daily. But but coffee, coffee is special. <laughs> and Eric and I, we might have mentioned this before, we don't have a microwave, so we make our coffee in a thermos because we realized that's the only reason we ever had a microwave was just to reheat our coffee. So instead of that, we just make it in something that will keep it warm. Well, when we first pop the thermos, it like makes this like champagne popper sound. And so I've leaned into that. And so every morning when Eric and I pour our coffee, we like, we like cheers to something. Like we pop it or like two, we we make a 
a speech. What's the, what's that term? A toast? A toast, a toast. That's what it is. We like to whatever. And it might be like to a beautiful day, to the sunshine, to whatever might be happening that day, like to whatever. And then, and then pop it and pour the coffee and cheers. And we do cheers, Eric and I, with any kind of drink. We'll cheers our coffee. We'll obviously cheers our wine. We cheers we just cheers. If we're eating together, we cheers. And that's fun. And that's special. And that's cozy. I love lingering. Speaking of lingering outside with my neighbors, if I'm able to see people during the day, because, you know, I work from home. So I'm just trying to get some human interaction. (laughs) Stopping to notice tiny flowers, really slowing down as I'm watering my plants. Like that's a fun ritual for me, not like an obligation, but something that I like look forward to doing. So, So even some of these tasks, I will look for ways to make it fun. If I'm feeling rushed or harried and I'm cooking doesn't sound fun to me, I'll put music on. And immediately that'll kind of just like change the space up, make it more cozy, make it relaxing, make it something enjoyable. If I'm washing the dishes and I want to, yeah, the similar thing, put music on, maybe even use dim lighting, like don't put on the task lighting. I might only just use the under cabinet lighting. So it just feels cozier as I'm washing the dishes. Again, very simple things. Mm, that's beautiful. Thanks. That's great. <laughs> and none of those things involved spending money. No. Yeah. Not at and all. And that's sickeningly adorable that you guys cheers to everything. <laughs> uh, you can come over and cheers with us, Jen. You just have deal. to be here okay. early enough for the thermos popping. That's early. Yeah. Well, I got stuff to do in the mornings. What about you? How do you make it cozy? So I love the morning cup of coffee in the mug. Like, mm-hmm. and that is definitely, mugs are cozy. That is, it just takes a drink from being normal to cozy. And candles for sure. Not so much blankets because it's already like usually warm here, but candles, I do, I will run a candle to the very end. Yeah. I love completing things. I love finishing <laughs> candles. That's another That's thing. Like, and it's an achievement. It's a, it's a task I can achieve is yeah. finishing the candle. So I love that. I love lamp lighting, warm lighting, stay away from the daylight light bulbs. Just stay away from them mm-hmm. under 3000. And yeah, I think that's kind of where coziness ends for me. I love putting on the chill hop station on YouTube, which is just kind of like jazzy lo-fi. Or I play the Lumineers radio on Amazon radio on my Alexa. Nice. And those are, those are my cozies. Those are the I wear slippers at home mm-hmm. because I'm an old lady and my feet uh, hurt. If I don't Are they the slippers, slippers my grandmother made for you? Okay, so I do ones. have those and I do love those, but my feet have gotten older since she gave us those, mm-hmm. since you gave us those. And so now I have to wear special slippers. Uh-huh. With support. Yeah, I do love I those it. slippers, though. Travis still wears his. That's so great. Oh, thanks, Gimba. Yeah. Oh, Gimba. And thank you all for listening. Many of you know we have a membership for our listeners, many of whom are paying off debt, where we do monthly money challenges and offer accountability groups because we all know these big goals are not possible without some of that community accountability, being known, encouragement, motivation. Yes. And we want to congratulate one of our members for accountability groups. A big win. Wendy said paid it off again. Hey, I just wanted to share that I paid (laughs) off my Target card again. I let a balance sit on it for two months, but I cut up the card, paid it off, and closed the account. Woohoo! Yes, Wendy! Woo! Oh, girl. Congratulations, Wendy. I feel like you just like pop in all the time with, I did this great thing. And I'm like, yes, Wendy. So like some people are super here and then some people are taking it in and being like, I'm crushing it. And we are here for both. Yes. So congrats. 
And again, thanks everyone for listening. If you want to check out our membership where we have all kinds of courses, interviews, challenges, and so much more, there's a lot to be discovered. Feel free to check it out. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club, C-L-U-B. You know how to spell that word. And uh, we'll see you there. Yeah. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Jen, as we were talking about minimalism in this episode and like knickknacks and not wanting a bunch of knickknacks, it reminded me last night I had some version of a nightmare where I had to give (laughs) a gift to someone. And I guess I was so flustered and didn't know what to give that I ended up giving like this knickknack is really what it was, kind of like a mini little statue figurine thing. And I was so stressed about giving it because I'm like, this doesn't feel like a gift that I would give. They're just going to have to dust it. I specifically remember having that thought, like, this is just going to be a thing that collects (laughs) dust. I do not want to give this to them. It was awful. Wow. That does sound like a nightmare. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. It shows you like how so deeply sad. embedded this like minimalist lifestyle has become. And my desire well, to give good you're gifts. Also, yeah, you're an like you're very extra with the giving and you want to give really good gifts. And you do give really good <sighs> gifts. Not in my dream. Not in my dream last <laughs> night. You should have seen me in the trash I was given to other people. Trash. <laughs> I bet it was a really cute knickknack <laughs> that they would have gladly dusted. It's interesting. It was actually similar to we have one figurine. I do have one figurine. It sits on my dresser and it is sentimental. It was it's a figurine of um like a silhouette of a man and woman that Eric and I got on our honeymoon. I don't know. I think we thought like, oh, look at us now. And we got this figurine. Um, we so are a man and a it woman. Was like, it was something like that that I was giving to someone. But still, it felt like this isn't for them. This is just going to collect dust. This is not minimalist. This is not a good gift. Oh, it was so stressful. I'm so glad I woke up <laughs> from that dream. I'm I'm glad you woke up too and that you still have your silhouette of <laughs> of man and woman that you can have oh, and my cherish one forever. Thing I have to dust. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.